Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Redbull Basement means to me a place to generate and create fantastic projects with people all over the world. This episode of the Women in Tech podcast is a Red Bull Basement special edition. In this series, you'll hear from both students and mentors of the program over the next few weeks. The top thing I got out of the Red Bull Basement is getting to know lots of new people. I gain a lot of experience through these workshops that Red Bull gives us and also makes a lot of friends around the world. And it's just amazing. One word that I would use to describe Red Bull Basement is exciting. Red Bull Basement means to me an amazing opportunity and amazing experience. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. We have our next guest with Red Bull Basement, straight from Scotland. Welcome, Izzy. Hi. Welcome to the show. So Izzy, go ahead and kick things off by sharing with us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so hi, I'm Izzy. Um, I'm part of the Robotion team for Red Bull Basement 2020. Um, and we're NTT's wildcard team this year, which is super exciting. And what does Red Bull Basement mean to you? I think it's just such a super exciting kind of competition for us. It's really kind of opened a lot of doors and connections for us. Kind of, We're just a friend group kind of designing this robot, which has just become such an insane idea. And this competition's kind of really propelled us to such like a next kind of stage and leveled us up really. Tell us about RoboCN. Is it RoboCN or is it Ro- RoboOcean or how do you pronounce it? We get a lot of questions about the name. Um, so it's RoboOcean. So like robot and ocean. That's kind of what we're doing. RoboOcean. And tell us about RoboOcean. So the aim of the project is to restore seagrass meadows with this little robot that crawls along the seafloor and plants them, just kind of propelling these seagrass seeds. And then it grows and this lovely seagrass meadow comes back. So seagrass is really important because it captures CO2 way more efficiently than like the Amazon rainforest or anything else like that in in a much more dense way. So you can have a much more effective natural kind of CO2 sink in the sea in this much like reduced area of land than you could in like a, a huge kind of forest that's being planted. And when did you first become interested in business and technology? So I'm an engineering student. So the kind of the integration between the two is always kind of floated in kind of every element that we study in university. So I'm in my fourth year now. And so we do a lot of like management courses and like designing ideas and things like that. More recently, the last like year and a half has become kind of like taking an idea and trying to get it to like market stage. It's kind of become more integrated in our uni studies. And then this project, obviously, the last like six to eight months has really kind of narrowed it in for me. And what is the most recent thing you learned at Red Bull Basement that is really accelerating and pushing you forward in your journey? 
So I don't like a lot of public speaking. And obviously part of basement is you have to pitch. So that for me has been kind of my like thing I've had to learn. Like I've had to do pitches. I don't think I've done public speaking since like French assessments in like secondary school. So maybe four years ago. So doing that has kind of really helped me in kind of talking and all of that sort of stuff. So that's my my area of growth, I think. Walk us through both public speaking, like what kind of training you've gotten from Rebel Basement and also how you've experienced public speaking through Gathertown, like, the you know, Red Bull's Global's virtual world. Yeah. So with uh, Red Bull and with NTT, we've gotten quite a lot of support for both the pitching and kind of public speaking side. So every single week, me and I have been in like a call with two, three, maybe four kind of quite senior members of NTT in kind of different departments either practice the pitch to go through different elements content wise and um, try different ideas. Maybe we want to come up with a slogan. He's much more comfortable on the speaking side. I think that's quite obvious if you watch us together, whereas I'm very happy to just kind of sit there and like <laughs> offer ideas if I'm like comfortable, but I'd rather just sit and listen. So they, they were working a lot on trying to like make me kind of come out of my shell and actually do the speaking because I mean, I have to do it. I can't just stand next to Niall in the pitch. So we did a lot of that every week. We had an hour to like an hour and a half session weekly. And then on Gather Town, so for the live pitch for the qualifiers, everyone goes and sits in these like little fake chairs and you'll kind of watch everyone pitch at the same time in these like little thumbnails. And then when it's your turn to pitch, you go and walk up to the stage and then you do your little pitch and then you kind of get called off the stage afterwards and then you will get lumped together for feedback at the end. It's quite fun. And how have you, you know, in this virtual world that we're living in now, how have you been experiencing, you know, Red Bull's amazing global community virtually? Like, what is your authentic experience of this virtual? I think for me, I feel like Red Bull has done it the best that I've seen. It's very fun. What's it felt like for you as a participant in connecting with the community in navigating around and even discovering the Red Bull town for the first time? Yeah, I think it's great. So We've had, obviously, like it's such a global competition. And even in the the fact that there are so many different countries competing and getting to see everyone's little projects and how similar or how kind of everyone has similar different aspects of life because we're all kind of uni students and that's the point of it. So seeing that and then seeing how Red Bull will kind of interweave that with kind of their brand and like obviously it's an energy drink so it's very crucial to a, a student's needs so and how that's kind of worked and then how everything's global and how we can all kind of interact and like even though obviously we're all in different time zones chances are someone is awake so there's like a, a I don't know kind of a nice element of that like someone in this big community of basement is always kind of awake and working on their project at some point which I think is nice. That's so cool. Do you prefer this experience we've been having with Red Bull's town over, let's say, a Zoom conference? So I like the setup of it where you kind of like walk in and then if you're walking past someone and, and like if your camera and your mic is on, you can almost like hear them as if you're like be walking past on the street normally. I think that's nice and social. I've been really busy for the last two days. I had to take an exam yesterday, so I didn't get the full kind of like experience like the more social experience where you could just like wander around and explore. So I'm hoping to do that a bit more over the last two days to kind of like get the full kind of town experience out of it and maybe like bump into other teams and see how they're doing. That's so cool. I like that random element. It's something that we're definitely missing being stuck in our homes yeah. <laughs> virtually is that element of surprise and connecting with others. What is some guidance you've gotten as you've developed yourself as a business person? What's some guidance you've got to help 
accelerate you forward? Meaning like some advice someone has given you at any point in your life? I think in general, I can't recall anything kind of particularly specific, but just I'm quite pessimistic. So I think this, particularly this experience has shown me that you have no idea how generous someone might be unless like, you don't even necessarily have to like ask for it. You can just kind of like people are so companies like NTT and Rebel are so kind of on board with helping students with their ideas and stuff. And before I'd entered this competition, I would never have assumed that I would have just like, I don't know, I think as a student, you kind of get used to asking people for placements and for internships and then everyone gets turned down or you hear all these like horror stories. But then in this kind of situation, everyone's like, that's a really great idea. I'll connect you with them. Have you thought about doing this? And it's a much more kind of positive kind of atmosphere and it's just really great. And I think putting that kind of spin on it is just kind of really like boosted my kind of energy levels for this kind of project. I love it. And what is a huge obstacle you've successfully overcome in your career and how did you overcome it? So in, I think the most major thing is in second year of university, I failed quite a few of my exams. So they don't like kick you off the course or anything, but you have to retake them. So I worked like really hard that summer to retake my exams. I had to take like a part-time job because you have to pay for your resets. And so I like ground it out that summer and everything like that. Whereas like now I'm kind of in third year and fourth year, you can't retake them. If you fail them, you just have to like have a course average. But failing those uni exams, I was like, okay, now we have to like really work seriously hard now. Yeah, that was probably the biggest kind of challenge that I've had. And what have you learned since from that? I think with that, it's more like I have quite a specific learning style. And up until that point, I was just kind of treating them like school exams. And uni engineering exams are really not the same as your like high school physics tests, which you can get away with in first year but they're really not the same when you have like four or five back to back. It's just, you've got to really come in very prepared for them. What's your vision for RoboOcean? Where do you want it to go? What would be your dream? Ideally, or like thinking long-term, we would like to be the go-to company for anyone that wants to offset their carbon footprint. So you have those options when you're booking flights sometimes and it's like, oh, do you want to maybe offset carbon? And then you can just like add it onto the ticket. That could be through us or big companies and big corporations that generate a lot of pollution, particularly in one area. They can then have a bespoke like carbon solution with us where we can then restore the sea around maybe weather kind of damaging the environment, causing loads of pollution. We can then go in, fix it, tidy it up. That's kind of the vision. Like we will do that for you. What's one thing that we could do? We have so many listeners. What's one thing that we could do to accelerate your company forward? We really need money, but also we love support and having ideas in the community. If anyone, seagrass is such a niche little thing. So when we're pitching this to people, when we initially released our video for Basement, we have to introduce the plant. Like, have you heard it? Like, no one knows what seagrass is. I didn't know what seagrass was until we started this project. And now it is all I know. So (laughs) if anyone knows anything about seagrass, if there's like a local kind of restoration project in your area where you live, please let us know. We'll kind of get in touch with them or they can get in touch with us. If you have anything that you think could help us out in kind of any way, we're always looking for like support in any way, shape or form. And tell us the money that you need. Go for it. (laughs) So we have an initial prototype 
designed on everyone's laptops and we have like a rough cost of about three and a half thousand to four thousand pounds and so that will need to be manufactured and will need to be made so we're hoping to have that out to be tested by next autumn because seagrass is seasonal so you collect the seeds in summer and then plant them in the autumn so then they grow so yeah about three and a half to four thousand pounds (laughs) all right everybody listening and how can they connect with you to give you the money if anyone should be massively generous, we do have an Instagram that you can drop us a message on. So it's at robotion.io. So that's R-O-B-O-C-E-A-N dot I-O. Amazing. Izzy, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Anything else you wanted to share before we start to wrap up? I am part of a, it's called the Edinburgh Women in Space Conference. It's coming in March 2021. It's all virtual. It's free for all. It's aimed at women and people looking to get involved in the space industry. It's free for all. We have a pre-registration form up online if anyone wants to get interested. What's the URL? Uh, Edinburgh Women in Space. Do you have to be in the UK to go? No, it's completely online, open to all, international. The time zones we've structured, so it's kind of afternoon UK time to kind of hopefully have most time zones accessible. So it's edinburghwomeninspace.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you for making this your first podcast. I always like to ask, what is your favorite mobile app or website or hardware, like something that you use that you just love and can't live without? I would say, I mean, very Gen Z millennial of me. I'm currently semi-addicted to TikTok. So honestly, whoever made that app, it's so good. That algorithm just... Explain what you love about TikTok. Yeah. I have no attention span. So the way it just like folks, it's the way that Vine used to be where it was just five seconds of just like immaculate content. Whereas TikTok is just a little bit longer and it's the infinite scroll and everything like that. It's just perfect. Like it just perfectly curates everything you want to see so well. And like me and my flatmate will send TikToks to each other and we're a room apart. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world. Remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye. I'm Izzy Harris, a co-founder of Robotion, an ROV company that will save our seagrass. We're based in Edinburgh, Scotland, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.